0: Prose podcast. It is Buffalo Bills week. I think for me, at least, this was the game I scheduled. Or I, I circled when the schedule came out as like the game of the year,
1: most important game of the
0: year. I think so. It's a, it's an AFC Championship rematch. Yeah. Remember that time they almost beat us, but they didn't twice in the season.
1: Uh, it wasn't even really
0: close. No, not really. I feel pretty good about this game. I got to say. heading into it? I do not. Okay. Well. <laughs> We got disagreement. Yeah.
1: Usually pretty positive. Not feeling great about this one. Don't really like how it's lining up for us, but we'll see.
0: Okay. What do you got? Um, the
1: Bills are a good team. I don't know what else to tell you. I guess we can get into the specifics a bit. Uh, would you like to hear about their offense?
0: Yes. Yes, I would.
1: They have a really good quarterback. Whose name is Josh Allen. Have you ever heard of him?
0: Uh, I Didn't he play defensive end for the Jags? He could he wanted to. <laughs>
1: Uh, no, that's his, that's actually his long lost cousin. But uh, no, this Josh Allen, he plays quarterback for the Bills. He's really freaking good. He's got a cannon for an arm. Um, he's had kind of a
0: rough start to the season, from what I've heard. It sounds like it's my favorite R word. Uh, whoa, careful now. My favorite R word is what he's talking about. Yeah, Jonathan's least favorite R word.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a dirty word. Uh, apologize for cursing on this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, he's really good. I'm, I'm not really worried. About regressing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I will say the, the Chiefs in the past have done a really good job of playing against him and the Bills offense in general.
0: Why do you think that is? I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs style play can at times be a little bit chaotic. Or like we'll blitz a ton mm-hmm. or give you different looks or disguise things. And I feel like there's kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde thing with Josh Allen. Like When he's on, he's really on, but when he gets off, things get weird.
1: Yeah, I think he is guilty sometimes of trying to do too much in Mm -hmm. the big games, especially whenever he was younger, he did that. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. So you got the quarterback. um, They got a good pair of running backs. Zach Moss, that's kind of their goal line back. um, First and second down back. And then Devin Singletary is more of like their third down pass catching back. They're both pretty good. They've actually been... In years past, their main weakness was they could not run the ball at all. Mm -hmm. They've actually been running it pretty decently this year. So, that's a little concerning. Uh, Probably the biggest that is their wide receiver core. is pretty nuts. Because they have Stephon Diggs catching balls all over the place. Mm -hmm. They have Emmanuel Sanders who's been... They finally started connecting with him on some deep balls. So, that's kind of scary. Mm -hmm. And then they've got Cole Beasley who is... Just like one of the best move the chains guys in the NFL, he's always open on third and five or whatever, need six yards. He seems like he's always there. Yeah, and they got a decent tight end in Dawson Knox, who I think caught two touchdown passes last week. So, pretty worried about him considering the Chiefs' uh, record against tight ends.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he'll look like a superstar this week. Um, now, Stefan Diggs has he really had much of a breakout this year? It feels like he's been a little bit quiet and the other guys have really been carrying the load.
1: Yeah, he's been pretty quiet, you know, like for Stephon Diggs. That's not really something I worry about. I think it's more of a situation how, like, you know, Tyreek had a couple of quiet games and other guys were going off. That's probably the same situation they had there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the offense, for one, because I think we legitimately have the worst defense in the league right now.
1: No, no, no. We have the second worst defense in the league.
0: Behind. The Atlanta up.
1: Falcons have given up, like, two more points than us.
0: Okay, yay, we're better than the Falcons. <laughs> um, you know, we, we kind of have given ourselves credit, I think, for improving the run defense in the last couple of weeks. But I take a little bit more gloomy view on that by saying, why would you run it when you can pass it at will against the Chiefs?
1: Yeah, it, it's one thing to shut down the run. It's another thing to be so bad in pass defense that the other team just doesn't even need to bother with.
0: Yeah. and that's two different things. I feel like that's where we were.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we've done a good job. If you look at, like, running backs for the Eagles and for the Chargers, and look at, like, their yards per carry, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So, in that regard, it's been pretty good. So, we'll see. They're not really a team that wants to to run it a whole lot. So, that's probably not your main concern this week.
0: I mean, when teams want to run it on us, is usually... Uh, usually when we're up by a couple and, you know, we we can tend to play a bend, bend, bend but don't break defense. But like, a, I think the Ravens are a good example of sticking to the running game, even if they're down. Yeah. I don't know if the Bills are going to be down. Hopefully they will be by, by a couple of scores, but it doesn't look really like they're a running identity team where they're going to just default to the running game.
1: No, they're one of those teams, kind of like the Chiefs, most of the time that They kind of run just to set up the pass a Mm -hmm. bit because you know you have to do it a bit. But no, they're definitely not a run first. I think they have one of like the lowest run rates in the
0: whole league. How's their offensive line?
1: Pretty good, I think. They got uh, old friend Mitch Morse there at center. Oh man, Um, I'm gonna play against him. I think their offensive line is pretty good. It helps a lot whenever you have a quarterback that's bigger than most defensive linemen.
0: Well, and he kind of reminds me of Ben Roethlisberger during you know Ben his peak ten years ago or whatever, where he just doesn't take sacks. Guys are going to bounce off him.
1: Yeah, he's about the only quarterback in the league that that he kind of sneaks up on defensive players because they're so used to like sacking the quarterback and the other quarterback just taking it, Mm -hmm. just kind of like you know turtling. And Josh Allen's like, let's go. <laughs> I'm ready to fight. He's seeking out contact. Yeah. One of my favorite plays of all last year was, I think it was in the AFC Championship game, where um, Honey Badger was blitzing at him. And he, and uh, Josh Allen throws out that massive stiff arm that he gets a lot of people with. Mm-hmm. And I swear it was like a Kung Fu, Kung Fu movie where Honey Badger just like swipes it right out of the way and gets up on him. And he looks
0: like a timber wolf taking down like a bull moose. It was just, <laughs> it was awesome. That's a good way to describe Josh Allen getting tackled. It's yeah. like
1: tackling a moose. Yeah, he's he does not come down easy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that side of the ball. Uh, I'm less worried about the other side of the ball. Because uh, the Chiefs offense seems to be firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah, We've finally got, you know, we've got the ability to run the ball the way that we want to. The offensive line is, has kind of gotten, it's act together enough where you don't feel too terribly nervous. Uh, I know in years past, the hamstring for the Bills defense was pass rush. Do you think they've addressed that this year? Is it something we should be worried about, especially with like Niang not doing so great on the edge? Yeah, they
1: have addressed it. I was just listening to a podcast about this the other day. Um, They drafted a guy, I think his name is Boogie Basham, which is an awesome name. Uh, I think he's been pretty good for them, and they've kind of upgraded a few other pass rushers. They got uh, another dude, Ed Oliver, going a bit. So, I don't think it's not like a dominant front. Like, you're you're not as scared as them as you would be playing like a Pittsburgh or a Browns or something, but it's better now.
0: Boogie Basham sounds like a mid 2000s cell phone game. It sounds fun. Do you know what I mean, I would play that game. It's like if you downloaded Boogie Basham, what level are you on? <laughs> he sounds like a hero that would like shout his name whenever he does anything.
1: Boop, 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 boop. Boogie Boogie Basham.
0: <laughs> I hope he. That's like his internal monologue whenever he gets attacked. With. Boogie
1: Basham. He's just like I would love to see a like a miked up segment and it's just him saying that over and over again. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah, he's going to be terrible to play against.
1: Um, well, what you've seen in the years past was they have a really good um, secondary, and really good um, pass coverage linebackers. One of the best in the league. And in the past, we've been able to take advantage of that because as good as those guys were, their pass rush just could not get home on the homes. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if it's the best you know, secondary in the league. If you got all day back there, he's going to dissect him. and That's what he's done.
0: I don't know if we'll be able to do that this year. May ask you, is their secondary good enough that they can put a roof on it?
1: yeah. I would say that like that whole putting a roof on it, that like playing your safety super deep, I don't know if that's really like a talent thing, that like some people are like, capable of doing that and some aren't. I think it's more of a schematic thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really know if that plays a big factor, but I think they
0: are good enough to limit us. Yeah, because it feels like that's what they're going to do. It's what everyone's doing against the Chiefs right now. Um, and what concerns me is they don't have
1: to have like a dominant performance, you know? No,
0: they just, it, it it just feels need to be like there. A
1: game where if they can hold us under thirty points, they're probably going to win.
0: Well, that's the state of our defense right now.
1: Yeah, but on defense, if we can hold them under thirty points, then we'll probably win.
0: Yeah, but
1: I don't. Well, I wouldn't take that bet right now.
0: <sighs> yeah, this feels like a it's like a heavyweight battle. Chiefs' offense versus Bills' defense, and then it's like a David and Goliath, Bills' offense versus Chiefs' defense. <laughs> it feels that way, yeah. You know? If you do the math on that, that means we're going to lose, but I've got some faith. Do you think this is, uh, I don't know, any, anything else you wanted to say about, well, like, tactically about the game that you see coming? Um, do they blitz very much?
1: I I actually don't know, honestly. Um, I don't think they will. I think they're smart enough to know that you can't do that against Mahomes. They mm-hmm. have a quarterback themselves that eats up the blitz, so I don't think they'll try and do that against us. Uh, I will think. I do think it's like worth pointing out their opponents that they have played so far, because yeah. if you go look at like various metrics and stats and whatnot, they're like absolute dominant defense. Mm-hmm. But I just want to throw out some quarterbacks and offenses they've played this year. So, in their four games, they played Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. Yikes. Um, Tua and the Dolphins. Yikes. Tyler Heineke, who's a great quarterback, I might add. And the Washington football team. Well,
0: he's the best one you've named so far.
1: And Davis Mills and the Texans. Davis Mills. Yeah. So, as good as their defense has been, and I think is, they
0: haven't really been tested Much at all. Yeah, that's not really a murderer's row of offenses, or defenses or offenses to play against.
1: So we could, I think we could surprise
0: them. So we're far and away the best offense that they've played.
1: Far and away. Now, again, just to qualify that, they completely shut out the Dolphins, 35-0, and they Mm -hmm. completely shut out the Texans, 40-0. So even against garbage teams, that is some dominant performances.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So what, in your mind, does a Chiefs win look like here? What do we need to do?
1: Um, I think you have to frazzle Josh Allen. You got to get him thinking a bit too much, um, get him pressing, make, make him make some mistakes and turn the ball over. I think that's really about the best chance you have on defense. Now, we,
0: we cannot successfully blitz with four men. We know that. You mean pass rush, right? Yes. Yeah, we can't get home
1: with four.
0: Yeah. No. So do you think the Chiefs try to send like five or six guys? Or do we just play contain on the outside and then just put seven back in coverage? That's a tough one um, to now. But it's kinda like that that's that's the if we can't get pressure with four guys, we just gotta kinda do one or the other extreme.
1: Yeah, they are a little bit similar to the Chiefs in that they want to play very explosively. So I think it would almost behoove the Chiefs' defense to kind of play the way the teams have been playing us and maybe just try to limit the big plays and hope that they make
0: mistakes along the way. So we need to put a roof on them. I guess so, yeah. If it works for, you know, It's good for the Goose It's good for the other Goose. That's what yeah. I always say.
1: I would say... Um, I would, I would probably be blitzing him a bit, especially like with corners and stuff where you might surprise him mm-hmm. and maybe just get him thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Anything that we could do to like confuse him or make him uncertain? I Again, I'll make
0: him sound like a dumb quarterback, coach. I don't think he is, but you just can't <laughs> let them do their thing. We should lean into our own defensive confusion. And make sure that also confuses Josh Allen. Go
1: with like, uh, what do they call it? The amoeba defense where everyone's just kind of wandering around?
0: It's kind of like, you know, that goal line play we had last week where like Mahomes starts yelling at Kelsey in like a, like a big old pantomime of mm-hmm. confusion on the, on the line. That's what the Chiefs defense has been like. But for real.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like honey just that's just
0: like... like screaming at Anthony Hitchens to get in position or something. So yeah, if we can, it would be nice if uh, the defense knew less about what we were doing than we do ourselves. Yeah, I don't know. It it
1: feels like a bit of a um, make or break game for the defense. Yeah, and I know that's probably not the case because again, you got to give them more time than that. But it does feel like, okay, is this defense really going to be this bad, or are they going to be able to step up and?
0: Do something here. See, normally I do the put the roof on an offense or defense for the Chiefs, but I do not trust our assignment integrity right now to actually like guys know what they're doing, guys get to the spot because it was so bad last week. Just like JB squad bad last week. I don't know if I trust it. It almost feels like you'd rather do the like the ride or die crazy Dr. Heat blitz game yeah. this week. I
1: will say that. When it comes to the bills, if you're going to get killed by the pass or killed by the run, mm-hmm. you'd much rather make them run it. I don't know what kind of coverages you have to do to require that, but I would think maybe even just dropping a whole bunch of people into the secondary and just like forcing them to run the ball might be our best bet.
0: Let me present a contrarian... Strategy for the Chiefs but, here. Okay. So everyone knows the template for beating the Chiefs is you have long, methodical, clock-eating drives. So you keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand, right?
1: Said Andrew ironically.
0: Yeah. Go on. I think the best way as our defense. Because we're going to get scored on anyway, right? Yeah. That's an inevitability. Yep. We should just go for broke, like crazy blitzes and wild, you know, stunts and stuff every play. That way either you get a turnover or three and out, or team gets a big explosive play. When that happens, get the ball back in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Ah, okay. This is all about getting as many as many drives for Patrick Mahomes as we can. So we're like
1: playing ball control on the defense.
0: It's a little bit of like Sicilian logic, you know, from, from Princess Bride. It was like you thought that I thought that I was gonna put the ball in your hands, but you got the ball out of my hands. Ah-ha. Yeah. Just gotta out thinking. More possessions. Yeah. That could work? Dial it up like Dr. Heat. Listen, man, I still think I've got a better plan for this defense than Spagnuolo does right now. Yeah, Okay, now, one thing we're overlooking in this matchup is the return, potentially, of a couple of Chiefs' uh, defensive assets. Yeah. Right? So Frank Clark appears to be healthy. Sound
1: like he'll Trending be toward playing. I think he practiced full today.
0: Chris Jones is being held out,
1: I think. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that, because normally it would be a bad sign, but it could be a case of, like, Chris Jones, like, you know, he's been playing for quite a while now. He knows what he's about. He doesn't really, he's not a guy that needs to get him a bunch of reps. Yeah. So maybe just
0: let him take it easy. Well, he doesn't at defensive tackle. He might at defensive end. Yeah,
1: that's a fair point. It'll be
0: interesting to see what, how that split works out this week to see if they start moving back to end or back to tackle more.
1: Mm-hmm. That'll
0: tell us, you know, what they're thinking there. Um, <laughs> probably getting Ward, Traverse Ward, and uh, Rashad Fenton back. So our, our secondary, I think so. I mean, yeah. Fenton's been out for like, what? Three weeks with a concussion,
1: something like
0: that. It shouldn't take much longer than that.
1: I think I heard, like, I saw a solid tweet today that everyone had practiced fully except for Christian.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that'll be. I mean, I think part of the confusion in the secondary last week was just guys in there that hadn't played a significant amount of snaps,
1: especially corner.
0: Yeah, so getting getting our starting corners in there will be a huge thing, I think. And at linebacker, yeah, this is the big one.
1: The possible return of Willie Gay Jr.
0: Yeah, I guess you could call it their return. He's the, I mean, this is supposed to be his coming out as a starter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to have quite the impact Chiefs fans are thinking. It never does. But it, but it's like <laughs> it's like this. If you identify the problems with our linebacking core, Willie Gay is like the exact opposite of that. He's right? kind of everything
1: we don't have right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, they're, they're extremely slow. Um, Willie Gay is supposed to be one of the faster linebackers. Definitely on the Chiefs, probably in the league. Uh, they're not great in pass coverage. They're flat out terrible in pass coverage. Willie is supposed to be good in pass coverage. Um, now the one thing we don't really know is, can he do a better job of like maintaining his gap discipline and filling whatever like on run plays? Because that was a huge problem as well. This guys getting sucked in. So I don't
1: think he can do worse.
0: Yeah. Uh, it'll be good to see too. Like, does does anything change with Sorensen? We just stuck with that dude snaps forever, or you know, <laughs> it, it would be nice to see some meaningful change at least this week on defense. If, mm-hmm. if they just go out and pitch the exact same ball game they did last time, uh, I'm going to just have questions about how much we're willing to change things.
1: It does almost kind of feel like, and again, I'm not someone that's been like piling on storms as much as others, but it does kind of feel like it, it almost looks like to be an accountability issue. Yeah. You know, where like you don't want to instill in, you know, defensive players or anyone for that matter that you could just keep going out there and performing badly and keep playing. It's almost like, and we're not there yet, but I gotta wonder. Do um, you remember in two thousand eighteen, after the Seahawks game, or I think maybe maybe it was just before the Seahawks game, late in the year, where Andy Reid came out and like made some uh, changes on defense himself, and like convinced some of our cornerbacks uh, put in like Ward and some other guys.
0: Yeah, I do remember this. You almost kind of got to wonder if something like
1: that's going to happen.
0: If Andy Reid notices and starts doing coach things to the defense, that's when you know it's a, yeah. a five-alarm <laughs> fire. If,
1: if Andy Reid's has to do stuff with the defense, then it's like... yeah, He'd he so change. much
0: rather just be sitting on the bench with Mahomes skewing up players. He's like, fine, I'll do it myself. It's not just that he's mad that the defense is doing poorly, it's mad that he has to spend time and energy on the defense instead of the offense.
1: Yeah, this is distracting me from offense.
0: Like, dude, this is why I hired Spags. So I wouldn't have to think about the defense. Yeah. So, broader implications. I think we've established this is going to be a challenging game for the Chiefs. I think that was oh, obvious yeah. from the start, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, first off, do you think this is a trap game for the Bills?
1: What? How? How could this possibly... This is like... Because we're, too, we're two be, into your team. This is going to be their Super Bowl. I don't, I don't think they care about
0: that. You don't think they're looking at us and going, oh, no. these guys' defense, this defense sucks. Something to keep
1: in mind. Um, last year in the AFC Championship game, mm-hmm. We pumped them. Mm-hmm. That's what we did. We pumped them. And they got really, really mad about it. It was a very chippy game from both sides. Uh, the official had to stop the game on several occasions. Just to be like, hey guys, you gotta stop this. We're trying to play a football game here. <laughs> so I, I think they're gonna remember all that stuff. I think they're gonna come out with their hair on fire. Years um, this been back. is the biggest game of the year for them. I think they're gonna give us
0: everything they have. Yeah. So I'm pretty worried about it. So if the Chiefs win, I think we start thinking about this season being back on track, right? Oh, if the Chiefs win, hundred percent back we've on track we beat arguably the, the best other team in the AFC.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh we've we'll be three and two, so we'll be winning a record again at least within a game of the division lead.
1: And we still we still have five divisional games
0: left. Yeah. So of, can, lots of time to catch up. If we can win,
1: I don't care how it happens, but if we can win, totally back on track.
0: If we lose, then we're two games out of the lead, probably, assuming one other AFC West team wins.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, We will have lost to the Chargers, Ravens, and Bills, who you could argue are three of the better teams in the AFC, and all of whom would be gunning for the first overall uh, seed and the bye week that comes with it. Yep, accurate. If that happens, to me it feels like this season's not over. We're gonna make the playoffs. Super Bowl's still within reach, but it's gonna be uphill sledding for the rest of the season. Yeah. And that yeah. sounds drastic for game five, but I think it's it's like it's both a measuring stick and also like your scenario moving forward.
1: Well you have to remember like our divisional opponents, they're not playing the Bills, they're playing like the Dolphins or the Jets or somebody. Easy.
0: Yeah, it feels like there's a huge difference between a first place schedule that the Chiefs are playing and like all these also ran's that the, the rest of the divisions happen to play.
1: Yep, suffering from success. Exactly. What
0: that mean right now? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna get like, I'm not gonna like go play sound of uh, sound of silence like in my room with the Chiefs <laughs> lose this game. But I am going to reset my expectations for what we're gonna do in the playoffs because if they lose this game, unless we see like a massive turnover uh, display by the offense again, I'm not worried about the offense really that much it'll be because the defense just didn't show up again. And if we play like we did against the Eagles, we're probably not gonna win this game because I don't the offense can't do that much more, right? They scored That's on six true. of seven plays. That's true. Drives.
1: But I would counter with the defense couldn't do that much worse. There's dimension turns on both sides.
0: I don't know. Okay. The defense could I mean that we forced a lot of field goals or maybe the Eagles force field goals on themselves that could turn into mm-hmm. touchdowns. So I could definitely see this being a game where, like, the Chiefs score on six of seven drives and the Bills score on seven of seven drives. Like that—that's the scenario where the Chiefs lose this game, is if the defense just another no punter. Yeah, or that, or like you know something similar, where it's like the, Chief, the the Bills have one more touchdown possession than the Chiefs do, even mm-hmm. if the offense scores forty points. Yeah, this could be kind of like that Rams Chiefs game from a couple of years ago.
1: It could be, yeah. Uh, I think, like again. We're dealing with hypotheticals here, but if we were to lose, like the manner in which we lost would matter to me. Because if it's like a game where we put up, you know, forty points, but they put up forty-five, then it's kind of like, well, you know, that's that's kind of what we expected going in. Like this offense is awesome, and this defense is terrible.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't but, think
0: we expected the defense to be terrible, though. Oh, not at the start of the season. No, I don't think anyone. Well, we thought the defense that. was going to be better than last year. Yeah, and it's been much worse. It should have been, but
1: here we are. But you know what? This week is a good opportunity for them to start to redeem themselves.
0: I think, yeah, last week was the get-right game for the offense. This is the get-right week for the defense. Even though it's one of the best offenses in the league that we're playing against.
1: And I think for the defense, I don't know what their mentality is, but you gotta feel like they have to be thinking, like, our back is up against the wall here. Like, we're, we're bad. We've been playing bad. We're about to play one of the best offenses in the league. So this is it's kind of like a do or die situation for that unit and
0: their pride. Well, yeah, no one wants to go to work every week thinking that they're terrible. Yeah, right. My my worry is that the Chiefs, like especially the good players, because there are good players in the Chiefs' defense. Yeah. All evidence notwithstanding, it's it's probably they don't think that they suck. They're probably thinking I am not being put in a position to succeed.
2: Yeah, and that that
0: could be schematically. That could be the sub-starter level players they're having to play with. Uh, that could be, you know, maybe just some of these replacements that are in there for injured people, but, or injured players, but I, I feel like that's more the issue here. Is our, is the defense just demoralized because they feel like there's no way for them to win here?
1: Could be. Yeah. Could be. Um, another interesting little nugget that might come up. Mm, nuggets. Uh, do you think Josh Gordon is going to, A, like be active for this game, mm-hmm. and B, be a significant player
0: for this game? I want to answer both your questions with uh, a hot take. Are you ready? Yeah. Keep it up here. Your... Josh Gordon has a touchdown in this game. Ooh. Yeah.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. I can see that happening.
0: Because yeah. we like to get it to weird people.
1: Yeah. I can't. Think of the last time that we've signed a significant offensive player that wasn't a running back and plugged him in. Can you think of that?
0: I, I think, think of, si- significant is the key word here. Um, I know we've,
1: we've signed, we've done that thing where we kind of signed like the aging running back in the past, Lashawn you know, Le'Veon Bell. That's classic, yeah. And it's kind of different for the running back, but like with the wide receiver, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any comparisons for the Chiefs.
0: It's just been a long time since we had a, an outside wide receiver come in at all. Yeah. I mean, the last one was probably Jeremy Macklin. That was a long time ago.
1: Well, it's a very unique situation with Josh Gordon where, like, the
0: talent, you know, is clearly there. It's other things that's kept him from being on the team. Yeah. I think there's an enormous position for him at wide receiver two if he can take it. Oh, yeah. The more and more I think about it, it's like we have basically what the Chiefs have is an, an all star number one receiver and then three different number four receivers. And they're being slotted in at two and three receiver, but. You know, one of them might be a three at some day, but we need – like like what we were going after in guys like Juju Smith-Schuster or um, potentially like potential draft options. Um, I think that's what Josh Gordon could play in his offense. I it's mean, like the, the, the opportunity
1: team. is absolutely going to be there for him. Yeah. I mean, the, the guys he needs to compete with to get on the field and catch a significant number of passes are, I mean, the Cole Hardman. Mm-hmm. People like that.
0: So. Yeah, no, I am shoveling coal into the Josh Gordon hype train.
1: <laughs> All aboard. Choo-choo. I am, I am as well. Um there's still a part of me that's like just doesn't refuses to believe that this is gonna happen, that he's gonna be a significant player. Mm-hmm. But hey, after, I know.
0: after he scores that touchdown on Sunday, you're gonna be believing. i I'm ready to get hurt again, <laughs> as Michael Scott would say. So you got any predictions for this game, score wise?
1: Oh boy, you know, I've been flipping back and forth on this because if I'm being totally honest, like someone's pointing a gun to my head, pick this game, I don't know if I'm going with the Chiefs. I feel that poorly about our prospects here. And I don't, I can't think of the last game I've gone into thinking I'm not sure we're the favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not a sports gambling guy. I don't know what the, you know, lines in Vegas are. Well,
0: but we are favored by field goal.
1: Is that, that, like, um normal thing they give to, like, home
0: teams? Though? Yeah, exactly it is. So,
1: basically, like, neutral?
0: Yeah, even, uh, even odds. And I think the difference here, um, like, at the start of the season, everyone would have thought the Chiefs, like, are slightly better than the Bills.
1: Yeah, I mean, we beat them last year in so I think that's fair.
0: I think what's warping our perception is that the Chiefs have played um, against a very good slate of teams to this point. Yeah. Eagles accepted, and the Bills have played a, a, a very underwhelming slate of games. And lost exactly. to the Steelers. Yeah. I feel like the Steelers' loss is more egregious than any loss the Chiefs have had.
1: I, I told you, week one was Mirage week, and that was absolutely one of those Mirage games. Yes. At the end of the year, I feel like the Steelers are going to be you look gross. Mm-hmm. The Bills are going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you were ever going to pick against the Chiefs, this is probably week to do it. I think maybe I think if we do lose it's still a high scoring game, so I don't know, I'll pick like Bills thirty five, Chiefs thirty two, something like that. I think it's gonna be
0: a straight up crack beat. Chiefs forty eight, Bills oh, forty five.
1: Okay. Whoa. So you're you're like you're anticipating like a, a Rams Chiefs game from twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm thinking this is a defense optional game, which is always for the Chiefs. But I think the Chief, the Chiefs offense just goes all out this week. Um, finds ways to make the play the patience game with the with the Bills defense, so make them bleed until they actually start to put men in the box, and then throw it over the top, and then the Chiefs. I'm not. You just can't bet on the on the defense at this point unless they start pre- like showing it that they can they can have a little bit of backbone and a little bit of little oomph. Yeah. I just I don't it see kind it of that feels way. like
1: that's where we are. Like you got to prove it to me. Make me bleed something.
0: Yeah, if both teams get to the point where they're passing a ton, uh, this game will go very. It'll like it'll like slow down. There'll be massive points, massive yards. I think.
1: Could be an exciting game. Yeah. Sunday night football. I haven't even mentioned
0: that. It's the game of the year.
1: This, it's game of the week. Um, I think it's probably the biggest AFC matchup of the
0: year. Yeah, I think it is. That's fair to say. Um, what do you think will be the Chris Collinsworth cliche that he keeps coming back to again and again? In the, during this game.
1: I feel like he's going to keep saying that we need some Holmes magic mm-hmm. if we're down. I, I feel like that's the cliche he goes with. Which, I mean, it's probably accurate. But, yeah. I, I like think that's a Chris Collins worth special
0: there. Every time that someone comes close to Josh Allen or gets pressure on Josh Allen or break Josh Allen breaks a tackle, I think you're going to hear, you just can't tackle him. Uh, Al, he's just too big. <laughs> Now here's a guy. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, There's always one thing he just drives into the ground every game. It drives me crazy. I like him on the whole, but... Yeah. That'll happen. Yeah. All right. Anything else for our preview? Can we move on to other segments? This is a multi-segment show, by the way.
1: Yeah. I think that's pretty much all I had. Huge game. Excited to watch it.
0: Mm -hmm. Gotta get amped up. Oh, yeah. So, moving on to... Our mailbag section. We're introducing a mailbag uh yeah. feature this week. Uh so Jonathan, would you want to go ahead and dig deep into that big bag of uh, mail responses that we got via Twitter and yeah. choose one to answer? Let
1: me just reach out in there, see if I can find something. Okay, here's a good one. Okay. Uh so we have a question from at Ethan Morrison, if I'm mm-hmm. saying that correctly. Uh he says, at Cheese Bros, I guess I probably shouldn't say that. She's bros. Do you think Jody Fortson is worth a flyer in fantasy? Hmm. This is an interesting question. Uh, I believe I have an answer. That answer would be no. Don't think so.
0: Now, may I point out that Jody Fortson has a two-week touchdown streak going.
1: It's true, but fantasy football, Andrew, are so close to tight ends. You can't chase the touchdowns. Mm Mm-hmm. Because all these all these tight ends are going to have touchdowns, but if you chase them around, you're never going to get the one where it lands on that week.
0: Yeah, so all he does is catch touchdowns, which sounds good, but it's actually kind of dangerous. And two, uh, all he does is almost drop touchdowns. Yeah. So eventually, one of these uh, bobbled touchdown balls is going to end up being a big old goal line drop. Yep. Feels
1: that way. Also, though, like, even if you're in a league that has like two tight end positions like they're better players out there than Jody Forsen like
0: he's going to be he's literally going to get you six points but he can get you zero points that said I really like I, I agree with you it's not worth it but I really do wish that, like he got more involved in the offense I think he's he's a similar not to the same extent but he's a similar mismatch to Kelsey he's like a poor man's Darren Waller to me oh I'll take that yeah which yeah that sounds awesome Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's a there's a fantasy advice. Thank
1: you, uh, Ethan Morrison, for and that
0: question. That is the end of our mailbags. Uh,
1: that's all we got time for. Well, oh yeah,
0: mailbox. yeah. Well, just all, all the rest of you readers who submitted. Uh, thank you for your questions. Yeah, submitted questions. It were wonderful. Great response this week, but we'll have to do it again. Uh, maybe once more before the season's over. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So now it being one quarter, roughly speaking, through the season, can't do the nice clean math anymore, but. We are four games into the season, which normally means a quarter of the way through the it's season. True. It's a yeah. quarter. Yeah. Uh, we're past Mirage Week. We're past the Get Right Games. We're in the Pumpkin Month. Exactly. Uh, where, where the characters turn back into pumpkins.
2: Yeah.
0: And some of those have started to happen, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't know. if the, you know, I don't know. We'll get into it. But we'd like to go through every NFL team, all 32 of them. And assign uh, grades is probably a little too formal. Uh, we'll just, in broad terms, discuss whether we think they're for real or not.
1: Oh yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna have, I have a couple of takes. I'm just gonna be firing them here. All
0: right, ready? Let's go. Got AFC. The AFC first. Uh, actually, the NFC is first on this screen. Right. I have pulled up on NFL.com. Save, save the best for last. Yeah. So we'll go with the uh, the worst team in each division first. Right. And the worst team in the NFC West. Wait, we're not going to go division by division. Here yeah, we are. Okay. NFC West. Gotcha. Worst team. San Francisco Forty Nine ers at two and two.
1: Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, that whole division is really good.
0: That's going to be a very scary wild card team. The Niners and potentially even the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, I think you are going to see a couple of teams come out of that division. Or oh, they're going to have, like beat each other up. Um,
0: yeah. Well, for I mean tonight's Seahawks Rams. Do you give the Seahawks a chance?
1: Oh yeah, I think we got a chance. Uh, the Seahawks—they're a weird team because mm-hmm. they're like one of the streakiest teams in the league. Where it feels like they could beat anyone or lose anyone. Uh, they've had this bizarre thing where their offense just completely shuts off for one of the halves, mm-hmm. but is really good in the other half.
0: Now, is that when they let Russ cook or when they don't let Russ cook?
1: I don't know. I haven't been actually watching the games enough to know. Hey, after tonight, you'll know, right? I just know they're—they're they're a very robust team. Mm-hmm. Not sure what to make of them. So Niners for real. Seahawks, for real? Uh, I mean, for real, in terms of, like, good teams, yeah. Okay. I don't know if we're picking them to win the division.
0: I think the Niners, I mean, Garoppolo's out right now, right? Yeah.
1: So, it's all, the, it's all the
0: Trey Lance show. We'll find out if he's for real pretty quickly. Uh, the Rams knocked off the Champs and Tom Brady.
1: Mm-hmm. But then proceeded,
0: proceeded to get knocked off by... Yeah. I'm forgetting, actually, who it was. Carlos. The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah, I... It seemed like it was a big letdown
1: game for them. Mm-hmm. They seemed very discombobulated on offense, which is very weird for a Sean McVay team. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it was an impressive win by the Cardinals. I don't uh, I don't know if they're going to be the better team at the end of the year, but right now, I don't know how you're going to pick the
0: Cardinals to win the division. Yeah, so the Cardinals sitting at 4 0, NFL's only unbeaten team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I thought this was the year that we might be talking about whether Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. And he's like a coach of the year candidate right Probably now. I feel like everyone's uh was thinking that.
1: Like I know some Cardinals fans and they were not they are not optimistic about the season or about him. So yeah, they're
0: they're they're sitting at like the very high end of what's possible for them, it they're, feels like.
1: They're the only undefeated team left.
0: Yeah. So the question I mean and I've not watched much of the Cardinals games, but like are the Cardinals for real? Will they be the number one seed in the NFC and this is all done?
1: The Cardinals are one of those teams that I have a hard time believing in, mm-hmm. and I'm not exactly sure why that is. Um, I will say they're probably like one of the surprising, most surprising teams in the league, or like what I was expecting. The defense has been really good, which is weird. Uh, and then on the offense, the only thing that concerns me is seems like their entire offense is built around this like, scramble drill. <laughs> Basically, like they snap the ball. They tried to run a play the vast majority of the time. It's just Kyler Murray running around playing backyard football. It feels like they're running the offense that people thought the Chiefs were running in 2018, where it's like, no, they <laughs> really are just playing backyard football. Oh, my goodness. So I don't I don't really feel like what they're doing on offense is sustainable. And if, if he gets hurt at all and loses any kind of
0: mobility, their team is going to be done. Because that's what happened last year. Mm-hmm. It also feels kind of like – Something that could be schemed against, if you do it right.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. The NFC North. Uh, the worst team in the NFC North, and some could argue in the league, is Detroit Lions at 0-4.
1: Yeah. They're sad. They're a sad franchise. Sad team. But Jared Goff's kind of sad right
0: now. Uh, So does, does Dan Campbell get fired after the offseason or into next He's season? He's not
1: going to be fired. I actually, I think he's a decent coach for them for right now. I mean, this—they're—they're they're not in a position to win this year. I don't know. When you it's go in really
0: and you do like the Neanderthal old school football coach thing, and you're winning, then that kind of plays. If you're losing, it just makes you look like a bit of an idiot.
1: Nah, no, I mean, he, he. they're fighting hard. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. They're, well, it's they've, not, been, they've been in some games. Not hard enough. They're gonna have a terrible record, but this—this this year's not about winning.
0: I just, I can't imagine you making a move that ended up with Jared Goff as your starting quarterback.
1: Well, if your objective was not to win football games.
0: Like, yeah, a a terrible way to improve as a football team is to downgrade your quarterback position. Yeah. Well, the Lions didn't have a choice because
1: Stafford wanted out because, you know, their franchise in general is so bad.
0: Yeah, but I mean, they got draft capital out of this, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so the, use that to acquire. they
1: they're a rebuilding team, and they're at the base of the hill right now. In fact, they're even further down. They're in like a valley that's
0: next to the base of the hill. Okay, slightly ahead of them at one and three is Minnesota Vikings.
1: I feel like the Vikings are a way better team. The record shows. Kirk Cousins has been playing out of his mind. Um, outside of last week, yeah. I yeah I don't I don't know what to make of the Vikings. I feel like they're the worst team with a losing record right now.
0: Or wait, no, flip that. Best team with a losing record. I think the Vikings are like the perfect replacement level team. Yeah. Like they're completely neutral. This week we're playing a football team. <laughs> no, there is one of those. But, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings, it's like a, like a glass of room temperature milk.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's, it seems like another season where we're going to be out of wild card race at the end and just kind of think about what could have been if they hadn't lost all these close games at the start of
0: the year. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bears, two and two, same record as the Chiefs. It is the Justin Fields show now.
1: I think the worst thing that ever happened to Mac Nagy was when Adam Gase got fired,
0: because okay. now he's the most hated coach in the NFL.
1: Hmm. Do, do I have anything to respond to that with? Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean it always <laughs> helps to have someone who's dumber than you, or worse at least.
1: Well, I guess Urban Meyer is best. But yeah,
0: we get to that. I guess it, the real, the real question here is like, how much time does Justin Fields buy them? Is it this season? Obviously, is it next season? Is it three? I, I I said it last week.
1: I think Justin Fields might actually get them fired quicker. Because I don't uh, I don't really I don't really like what they're doing with Justin Fields. They had a nice kind of get right game if you want to call it that against the Lions, mm-hmm. but I'm not buying that. They're going to lose a lot of games this year. Fire him. Also, real quick, yeah. what they're doing to Allen Robinson is a crime against humanity. Someone needs to call, like, the human equivalent of PETA and report them. Because <laughs> it is a crime what they are doing with him in this Routry right now.
0: People for the ethical treatment of
1: receivers. <gasps> He's a peacock. And they're treating him like a chicken. And <laughs> chicken.
0: Uh, the Green Bay Packers are
1: 3-1. I guess
0: Aaron Rodgers um, is still interested in football. He decided he wanted to keep playing football?
1: Yeah. I mean, this... Like everyone knew, this is the way it's going to go. He's going to whine and complain all off season. The season starts, they're going to be there. They're going to win a lot of games. They're going to go to the playoffs. Probably
0: lose and to the Super Bowl. That's what they have done the last couple of years, right? Yeah. They've they've gone to two straight NFC Championship games and lost. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like number three could be
0: coming up. Yeah. The yeah. NFC South, division of champions.
1: This is a pretty weird division. Mm-hmm. Um, the Falcons are garbage. I have nothing else to say about them.
0: Do you think Kyle Pitts is going to be good? Maybe. He's on my fantasy team, but he sucks.
1: Oh, he's not going to be good for fantasy this year.
0: The New Orleans Saints.
1: Okay, this team is the most boomer bust team, and I I don't know what to think about them. Because on any given week, they could beat the very best team in the league, or they could lose to the Jets. Well, who have they lost to this year? It was
0: something ridiculous. Okay, so week one... Mm -hmm. Oh they wait, well, in week one they housed the Packers.
1: got a miss, miss click here. Did you get clickbaited? Nah, no, just, just done the wrong thing. Okay, so week one, they beat the Green Bay Packers thirty eight to three. Might be a mirage, to quote Johnson. Week two, they lost to the Carolina Panthers twenty six to seven. Which that looks a little more respectable now. Week three, they beat the Patriots twenty eight to thirteen a dominating performance. Mm-hmm. And then week four, they lost to the winless Giants, 27-21. And in my there's a chance they beat the Bucks this year. I I have no idea what to do. If you lose to the Giants and beat
0: the Bucs, what are you?
1: It's bizarre because they have James as their quarterback, but just like watching their offense operate, yeah. they really, really wish he wasn't their quarterback. It's like they're doing everything they can to play around him.
0: I think that just like... Jameis Winston's ethos has infiltrated the entire Saints team now. Ooh. Where it's just like, I'm gonna throw some combination of like three picks and three touchdowns. <laughs> Don't know what's gonna happen. it's gonna be
1: awesome or it's gonna be terrible?
0: Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like wild variants of equilibrium.
1: But either way, it will be entertaining. Yeah,
0: maybe you just should, maybe James is just like a big believer in like karma and completeness. It's like. Well, I do really well. I've also got to do really poorly. I don't know. It follows.
1: They did have that Jesus take the football touchdown pass earlier
0: this year, which was awesome. Part of God's plan. (laughs) Uh, The Panthers, this is a good question to me, because they look like a good team. they got a good record. I don't really know.
1: They're an up-and-coming team. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to make the playoffs this year Mm -hmm. uh, with all the other good teams in the NFC. But I think they're pretty good. They really miss McCaffrey, though. They really need him back. If they need McCaffrey back and he's able to be healthy all year, I think they can sneak into the he's playoffs. He's
0: kind of their team, really. Or at least the offense. Yeah.
1: I'm just I'm also happy
0: to see Sam Donald, mm-hmm. not on the Adam Gaze team. Just, just happy for him. Yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have looked good but vulnerable, I think, I would say.
1: Well, they have some pretty major issues, one of which you pretty much call all along. That's the. They were the healthiest team in the year or in the league last year, and now this year, um, they've got quite a few injuries.
0: Yeah, and it's not just that they would have in, in injury luck regression; it's that they are a team that is built mostly out of older, veteran players who are more susceptible to injury. So it's like you don't really, you don't really, really, really even realize how lucky they were last year to be healthy as much as they were. Yeah. So we're definitely seeing the, uh, the regression word. With the Bucks. Well, it's like all
1: in one position
0: too. Um, Gronk
1: obviously is the big one, mm-hmm. which he's like a really important part of the Reds' in offense, surprisingly. Uh, but the biggest thing is their like entire starting secondary is out, so they're a bizarre team because they have probably the best run rush defense in the league, mm-hmm. but probably one of the worst secondaries right now that they're throwing out there.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, NFC East Giants. Appeared to be garbage to me. but I've are. not watched too much. They are the Eagles. Um, they put up a spirited fight against the Chiefs, but they're clearly not anywhere close yeah, to ready to this compete. Is, this is not a year for them. I was I was impressed by Jalen Hurts, but it's also like saying that you know, it's like a fourteen year old being really good at t ball. Like, cool, man. I'm glad you were able to pass on the Chiefs defense, but you shouldn't feel special about that.
1: <laughs> Don't get a big head, kid. This happens to everyone we play. <laughs> Yeah, every quarterback that we play, the opposing team is like, oh, he's finally getting it together. It's like, nope, that's that's just us.
0: <laughs> uh, no, our, I think I made this point during the game. I'm like, what if we're the get-right team? That's basically what our defense the is right we now. We're their offense. yeah. Uh, the Washington football teams. Okay, so
1: their quarterback that came in for Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. is basically a gun Ryan Fitzpatrick. His name is Taylor Heineke. He was the backup quarterback for the St. Louis BattleHawks back when they were a the thing. Whoa. And he's been... He's wild because he's like a guy that has absolutely nothing to lose in the NFL and he plays like it. So he keeps doing wacky stuff that you should not do. Like, did you see that, like, basically walk-off touchdown that he had at the end of the game with the yeah. Falcons? Mm-hmm. Where he's scrambling to the left, looks to the right, throws completely across the field. Basically, that thing that the quarterback... Coach would tell you, "Don't ever, ever, ever do this." But then it connects to
0: G- DJ McKissick who runs up for a touchdown. It was awesome. I don't know. You got to at least say he's got well, average talent levels. Probably he's a backup, career backup. Um, sure. So if you're just if you're just <laughs> playing out of your skull, but you do not have like if you're not a plus athlete or like elite quarterback, I just do not know if that's sustainable. I I don't see this as a playoff team.
1: Oh, no, I, d- I don't really either, but I think they're going to be a very fun team this year.
0: Uh, the Cowboys, everyone is declaring the Cowboys back. Some people are saying the Cowboys are Super Bowl favorites. I think that's some hot nonsense. I have a really hard time believing that the
1: Cowboys actually being good. Um, I think it's because like every time there's a hard knock saying about a team, they always get hyped up too much. Mm-hmm. Um, the well, Cowboys- the Cowboys are
0: always on like a like an eight on the high trade. Yeah,
1: it, it's a double win because yeah. the Cowboys themselves are always hyped up too much. Their defense was so, so, so bad last year, but mm-hmm. now they're actually playing pretty good because I think they got a new D coordinator. So, I don't know. I Part of me thinks, like, this is all very fraudulent and they're actually not that good of a team. Mm-hmm. But also part of me thinks that the things that they are winning with are, like, really sound fundamental things. Like, they have a uh, offensive line's been playing really well. They've been running the ball really well. Dak's playing awesome. He appears to be healthy. So I don't know. I'm kind of, i kind of a two of minds. I
0: don't want to be too, too much of a downer, but I think the Cowboys seem susceptible to injuries as well. Like two of their best players, in, uh Dak Prescott and Leighton Van Der Esch, are both like pretty almost every season missing significant time. And I think Zeke's going to fade down the stretch. Now they've got a pretty good backup in Tony Pollard, so that wouldn't derail their season. Uh, but I just—I'm yeah, not really buying the Cowboys yet.
1: I uh, still yeah. think they're
0: not a top they they are going to win the division walking away because everything else is pretty rough. But yeah, they'll be a playoff team. Yeah. But. I don't know. All right. Any other around the NFL thoughts? Got them all out there. Well, we haven't done the AFC yet. Have we? Yeah. Did we not? Uh, no. No, we didn't.
1: We, we can do man. that another
0: time. Yeah, let's do that another time. We're running out of time.
1: All right. We'll save
0: it for maybe next week. All right. Then it'll be. Five-seventeenths of the way through the season. Sweet. And then we'll really know.
1: A classic five-seventeenth mark Everyone <laughs> knows how important that is.
0: Yeah. All right. Everybody get out there. Cheer for the Bills. Enjoy your Sunday. Wait all day for Sunday night. We will uh, see you in the postgame. Go Chiefs!
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.